0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Getting it going on a Wednesday morning. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast, Beau Brock, Alex Clancy, glad to be with you and Yesterday, the Cardinals made the move to sign veteran running back James Conner. He had his press conference yesterday, too. Loves the Valley already. The takeaways from the press conference, we'll get into that, plus Cam Cox of 12 News. He's going to join us. What does he think about James Conner? Is he an upgrade at the running back position from 2020 to 2021? And which prospect does Cam believe is the best fit for the Arizona Cardinals at 16th overall? And is trouble coming for an Arizona Cardinals division rival the best defensive player in the NFC West, maybe in the entire league, is facing some serious allegations. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockdownAZCards at Bob Brack to follow me, Bob Brock at B-O-B-R-A-C-K, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. Alex is uh, he's heating up on the on the in the Twitter sphere. He had some uh, had some good tweets lately. You could check him out at Clancy's Corner. Or at Locked On AZ Cards, you just had some thoughts on James Conner yesterday, Alex. I think
1: it's it's a home run. You know that's really that's really what it comes down to. You know, it's the thing is though, it's shaping the way that you can look at the draft. You know, you're looking at it through a different lens. I also tweeted out, and I want to talk to you about this because I've had time to think about it, and and, and I I don't know if I agree with what I tweeted out initially about how the Cardinals could definitely go cornerback cornerback in the first two rounds um kind of solidify position or hope to with the projection uh but yeah one year 1.25 i think it was 175 total with the roster bonus low risk potentially medium to high reward let's say medium reward uh if the cardinals can get 12 or 1300 yards rushing out of that backfield with 10 or 12 14 touchdowns you know and, and receiving yards it's it's a win and this is a win It's 175. He's a humble dude. He's ready to work. He's ready to prove everybody wrong. This is a perfect scenario for the Cardinals for the 2021 season with the shrunken cap, a bunch of one-year deals with guys that underperformed last year. So not only could you get guys that are hungry, which which they have, you can also set the stage for building this landscape for bringing these guys back if they love where they are in Phoenix. And if the Cardinals win, it'll be even easier to do so when the salary cap goes up
0: next year. The Arizona Cardinals kind of have a way of – how they want to uh, kind of approach the run game. And they did it last year. They did it in, a, in kind of a different way with the transition tag for Kenyon Drake, and he made a lot more money than the less than $2 million that J- James is going to make in 2021. But how they want to approach it and how they're just going to rack up the mileage. A guy like Kenyon Drake, I think he was like seventh in total carries for running backs last season, which is kind of shocking. They're, looking back at Kenyon Drake, his 2020 season – it was pretty good. I mean, he he had a lot more opportunities than most of the running backs in the league. He's kind of in the top ten in a lot of categories. But the, the there, he, James Conner said all the right things in his press conference. There's nothing really that we can play for you that uh, is gonna. It was really profound about the James Conner signing. Uh, the Cardinals finished 13th overall in points scored last year. Alex just under 26 points per game. They were sixth in total yardage. And as a team, they rushed for 2,200 yards. They were a top 10 rushing team. We've uh, kind of emphasized that uh, the last couple seasons with Cliff Kingsbury at the helm, that it's so important to have that run-pass balance. And Kyler and Kenyon Drake, they combined for over 1,700 yards and 21 touchdowns. That's that's pretty impressive. I mean, neither of them rushed for over 1,000 yards. but And Kyler Murray absolutely supplements that. What Kenyon Drake did, I mean, as far as his numbers, pretty pedestrian for the running back position. But when you take a closer look at where James Conner is an upgrade, I think both of us would agree that it's going to be, he's going to be more consistent in the short yardage. And people wanted more from Kenyon Drake, despite him having a pretty good season. Uh, he, he scored in double digits as far as touchdowns. He picked up the six most first downs in the NFL, which is good. That's a key stat. And KD, you know, good numbers at the end of the games, over five yards per carry. Half his TDs came in the fourth quarter. One was aided kind of, those numbers are a little inflated because of at the end of the Monday Night Football game, he had a 69-yard right. touchdown. Those The yards per carry go up. He's got a touchdown on his resume when that game was already in hand. It wasn't like they were churning clock. They were beating the crap out of the Cowboys, which is always fun. But here's where James Conner, I think, can be a notch better than Kenyon Drake like the, the majority of Cardinals fans felt like the team was sluggish every game establishing the run. And when you look at James Conner's numbers, even last year when he had kind of he had a down year and in the previous year he had a down year, but he was a, in 2018 he was a pro bowler, but last year his numbers were the same in the first half as they were in the second half. He was just consistent. Over 4 yards per carry starting the games off, his touchdowns, you know, you can pretty much find equal, you know, pretty similar numbers from the first half to the second half for James Conner. So you're not going to see that unless it's, you know, a, you, the guy calling the plays fault. Like James Conner can be a guy whose numbers can be consistent between both halves, and he's also, he's just a little bit better when the team is leading at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, consistent is the right word. There's one glaring difference between the two, and it may be a good thing. Um, Kenyon Drake is a home run threat anytime he touches the ball. James Conner isn't. He's not. He had a 59-yard touchdown run last year. That was the longest of his career. He's had around the longest uh, touch that he's had is right around 30 yards throughout his throughout his uh, career. So Kenyon Drake, yeah, anytime he touches the ball, we saw it in in Alabama. The the kickoff return for a touchdown was electric in the national championship game. That's where everybody's like, "Oh, Kenyon Drake." And then obviously the catch, uh, the last play of the game in Miami that that beat New England. Uh, in whatever it was, late one year,
0: the I mean, the eighty yarder against Seattle that changed that game in twenty nineteen. Oh, right. yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, the Cardinals need and and when it comes down to all of this, if James Conner replicates ninety percent of Kenyon Drake's output last year, the Cardinals saved twelve million dollars guaranteed compared to what compared to what the Raiders gave him. Yeah. So, you look at it from a fiscal uh, from a fiscal standpoint. It's a win no matter what. You have a you have a an average to potentially above average running back for less than two million dollars for one year. That's a win,
0: no and doubt it about it. Down,
1: that's what this is. It's a business. You're under the cap. They still have money to spend, and they put themselves in a situation to succeed.
0: Yeah, the situation to succeed in 2021, and then kind of figure out what they're going to do at the running back position. Both James Connor and Chase Edmonds. This is the final year. I mean, Connor signs a one year deal. Chase Edmonds in the final year of his rookie contract. Uh, I mean, that's why I don't think we're out of the woods as far as them drafting a running back. We said it yesterday. We think they're probably out of the woods as far as drafting a running back at 16 or 49 because of this move. But I just think that you're right. If James Conner can produce a similar season but be more consistent where the Arizona Cardinals kind of fell short or the perception was they fell short as far as establishing the run earlier in games and then also being able to pick up short yardage, I think that yeah. the Arizona Cardinals fans would be more, I guess, satisfied from their run game. But, you know, Kyler Murray makes things so much easier on uh, Cliff Kingsbury to pick up, to make those numbers, especially in the rush offense, look appealing. I mean, they've been a top 10 rushing team the the two seasons Kyler Murray's been in well, the shotgun. What's
1: your favorite stat? What what's your favorite stuff? Oh
0: yeah. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is uh ten and two as Cardinals head coach when they rush for over 150 yards. I mean, it's yeah. it's so important to this offense to establish the run. And I think James Connor can uh he, he's got that you mentioned the home run threat. I mean, you just look at his his pre draft uh forty. I mean, he was a four point six guy, not blazing speed at all. Yeah. But he is a guy that knows how to, you know, find the rush angles, can find the rush lang- lanes and And uh, be consistent with that. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, our guy Cam Cox from 12 News. He's going to join us next. He's going to give us his thoughts on James Conner. Can he bolster this rush game from 2020 to 2021? And which prospect does he like for the Cardinals at 16th overall? We'll get those questions answered. It's coming up next. It's Locked On Cardinals. If you've been a listener to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, you've heard us talk about Bilt Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever, and that's legit. They have 18 amazing flavors that are not only just delicious, but they're just as equally nutritious for you. 18 amazing flavors, plus always running limited time flavors, which are always home runs. You got to check them out. The bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and built bars great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars low in calories. Low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Check out Cookies and Cream, which is a personal favorite of mine. 17 grams of muscle-packing protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to the website, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski. He'll update you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today Podcast on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or wherever you get podcasts. We're back. Hopefully you're following along on Twitter at Locked On A Z Cards. You can watch us live as we record our podcast. If you listen to us on the podcast, we appreciate. Subscribe. Rate us, leave a review. We appreciate that. So the Arizona Cardinals signed James Conner to a one-year deal. The details came out later yesterday. It was uh, basically under $2 million in total. What do you get? $500,000-plus in the signing bonus. His salary is, what, $1.25 million. Really a cheap deal for the Cardinals. Low risk with potentially medium to high reward. We're going to bring on our guy Cam Cox from 12 News. He joins us. We haven't talked to Cam for a while. I want to get his thoughts on, on James Connor, uh, as I got to need. I need to put him on. That, that was almost my fault. It was. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Cam, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Guys, good morning. It's always great to talk to you. What's up, up, dude? So Chilling.
0: I want to get your thoughts on on this James Connor signing because I don't. I really can't find any reason not to like it for the Arizona Cardinals.
2: I mean, I don't mind it. I'm not super thrilled about it. I don't think he's a starter by any means. I think they're going to ride Chase Edmonds as much as possible next year. Um, I, I think he'll be a, maybe a, some type of change of pace back, uh, maybe some type of third down back when they're trying to run between the tackles. But I think this is a clear sign that Chase Edmonds is their guy and he's going to be the starter next year. Sure, James Conner has had a good career, a solid career from Pittsburgh. The dude could put up some yards, but this is like their third, fourth, probably sixth option that they were going to pick at running back during free agency. So, I don't mind the signing. I think they needed to add a running back. Uh, I think they needed to upgrade this offensive line and get more physical. Uh, But to me, this means Chase Edmonds is the guy. That's the guy that Cliff Kingsbury is going to believe in. And and James Conner is a nice backup to have in that room. It's always good to have a veteran back there. Um, As you can see in this offense, they need two running backs. Uh, But I I don't think he's the guy for the Cardinals. What? No, not at
1: all. How is that? Okay, okay. So hold on, Cam Cox. So Chase Edmonds has shown that in space, he is incredible. He's electric. He is definitely – it's not like when we talk about Chase Hedman not potentially being an RB1, like he doesn't belong in the NFL. That's not even close to what we're talking about. But we've seen times take away the three-touchdown game uh, in New York in Kyler Murray's rookie year. And uh, let's look at last year when Kenya Drake was hobbled. He ran for less than three yards of carry, I believe, right around three yards of carry against Miami. I know Miami's defense is stout, but does he have – the, the body the body and the body frame to be able to touch the ball whether it be running the ball or catching it 18 or 20 times a game like yeah, I, think I, think I haven't seen that from him
2: I, I i think that's a valid point you definitely can bring up whether he can be durable or not. I'm just speaking from the standpoint of this offensive line is better than it was last year, so that's going to help him one reason, uh, one way. Uh, their offensive line was just terrible at times last year in the run, was such a major step back from that first year. So I think you could you could question whether Chase could hold up an entire year, but I think the Cardinals are going to let him do it. From day one, Cliff Kingsbury has been probably the biggest Chase Edmonds fan. It's why you saw in his first training camp, he was just trying to put him all over the field, Heck, they maybe let him play some quarterback at one time just to get Chase Edmonds on the field. That's how much Cliff Kingsbury liked him. So I think this is going to be Chase's time to shine. You're right. We haven't seen that night in and night out uh, type of performance from Chase, but I think this is his time where he's going to get a chance at least to show it. Uh, I still think they take a running back at some point in the draft, but just who they have on the roster when you look at it, <laughs> who else are they going to give that ball to most of the time? Uh, Chase has been here the longest, so that that's where I'm going with this.
0: Cardinals finished, I think, seventh in total rushing last season. So the the rush offense the last couple seasons have been impressive. Is, do you believe that the guys yeah, that but they... when
2: you watch that tape, did you think the run game was that impressive? Well, exactly. Well, yeah. Kyler, a,
1: yeah. It was Kyler.
0: Yeah. Kyler supplements it. I mean, he had yeah. close to a thousand yards himself last season. He had over double digit touchdowns. He had eleven touchdowns between him and Kenyon Drake you know 21 total touchdowns that's that's pretty impressive so what but with that being said do you believe with the, the guys that they have in the building right now and with the potential as you said of, of of adding a rookie to this group could can it improve can it be a better rushing offense from 2020 to 2021
2: I think it can be because I think they're going to be more physical up front, just plain and simple. I think the offensive line uh, is going to be a lot better. I, I just, they had to get better. It all starts up front uh, with Sydney, center Rodney Hudson. I mean, I think he's just going to set a massive tone on that offensive line. Uh, no offense to Mason Cole, but he got beat a ton last year up the middle. And I, I think it changes a lot when you have that veteran presence right in the middle. So I think they're going to be more physical up front which in turn is going to get that running game really going like it's supposed to, where Kyler is not your leading rusher and RB1, according to the stats last year.
1: Yeah, see, that's interesting. And this is this is a storyline that isn't really talked about because Kyler's looked at it's his third year, he's going to take the leap and he's going to be elite and he's going to have an M- MVP caliber season from week one to week 17. There is going to come a tipping point soon where Kyler Murray needs to decide are you going to be 80% pass, 20% run, or 65-35? Because what we saw through eight weeks, the Cardinals were winning when he was running. And I don't know if it has to do with him getting uh, loosey-goosey in the pocket because the offensive line wasn't great when he stood in the pocket or if the run game wasn't great and that's how they, that, that's how they manufactured rushing yards. But that's going to be a storyline you're going to have to focus on. And you're right. Obviously, the offensive line is a lot better. James Conner's better and short yardage and Kenyon Drake is. I don't think we're going to see a lot of first and goals turn into third and third and goal from the eight like we did last year. But with Rodney Hudson there, it's going to make everybody look better, just at least as the spine of the offensive line. So maybe with that acquisition alone, Kyler's not going to have to run as much. They're going to be able to tote the rock a little bit more. And Bo's favorite stat, Cliff Kingsbury's 10 and 2 when they rush for over 150 yards.
2: I, I, that, that's great. Number one, this air raid offense, you have to have some balance in it in order for it to win. You have to have balance in any NFL offense in order to win in my eyes. You just can't throw the ball 50, 60 times a game, especially the NFL, get away with any wins. The Kyler stat was interesting last year. The fact that they were so good when he rushed for over 100 yards, but yet they were so bad when he didn't reach that mark whatsoever. They have to find a balance to that and, and hopefully getting that running game back going, like we saw at the end of Cliff's first year, will provide some balance to that and allow Kyler to stay in that pocket and make more throws that he needs to make because there were definitely times last year where he just missed some simple throws, and that definitely hurt that offense, put him in some long situations, and then Cliff throws a screen to Larry, and then they punt the ball, so that was the recipe for disaster.
0: <laughs> Cam Cox, 12 News. He joins us here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Now, let's look at this offense They've added A.J. Green. They've added James Conner now. They've added, of course, to the offensive line, and it seems like it's, there aren't really any moves left to make on that offensive line. Uh, what's what's left, in your opinion, Cam, on the offense?
2: On the offense, uh, it just depends on what falls in the draft. Uh, I have a wish list that includes Jalen Waddle maybe adding another receiver uh, somewhere in the draft. I don't think it's probably going to happen, but you know, an offensive guy can dream whatsoever. I I think the only thing left is probably to figure out if Larry is coming back, what his role is, um, what the future holds for him. Is he going to be able to be more involved in this offense? I think that makes a pretty deadly combo with uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. I'm I'm still interested to see how this all plays out. I'm not totally sold that A.J. Green is going to get all these one-on-one matchups, considering the fact Christian Kirk and Larry barely got any with DeAndre Hopkins last year. So I'm just interested to see how it plays out. I still think it comes down to how Cliff Calls plays and how Kyler performs next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the only thing left with this offense is maybe to see, um, you know, who they can get in the draft, maybe a tight end trading up, um, or if Larry's coming back.
1: Yeah, and real quick, I know we're gonna have to take a break and go to defense here quickly, but I asked Bo this yesterday, and it's I, I word it um specifically like this as to not piss anybody off. Um oh, it's Larry Fitzger- it, it's no, well, no 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 I've already mastered it, man. I'm not gonna go back now. So uh Larry Fitzgerald, take all the time you want. If you need two months every morning to say, you know what, this is I don't know if I want to do this yet. Am I gonna retire? Whatever. Until you say a month in a row, you're retiring, cool, fine. That part of the coin's fine. But at some point, can it turn selfish? Like, is there a shelf life on Larry Fitzgerald saying, you know what? It's been since January. He never told anybody. He's never told anybody past mid-February what he was going to do. We're two months past that. The draft is two weeks away. Does he need to let the Cardinals know so they can let everybody else know before the draft? Like, is there a line of demarcation between take as much time as you need and now you're kind of being selfish?
2: Alex, I think that's a good question, but I just, I don't, I, I don't using the word selfish and Larry Fitzgerald in the same sentence. I right. they don't so mix for me. Like I just can't go there. I, I get your question. Me personally, I just can't go there whatsoever. And putting those two together in the same sentence, I'll say this though: the longer he waits, the lower his price is. And that's nothing personal to Fitz. That's nothing against him. That's nothing against his career. It's just what they're gonna have available. To pay it, I mean, that price is going down as the weeks go on. After the draft, they got to pay the rookies. So, how much money really are they going to have left to pay Larry Fitzgerald? You got to go in with some type of buffer for the season. I mean, depending on what happens in training camp and all that. So, as the time goes on, his price goes down. And that's just what it is. That's just business at the end of the day. Uh, I don't think it's selfish for Larry Fitzgerald to take this uh, long. He's earned the right to do it, uh, but it's just plain math. His price is going to go down. I think it's already down in the two to $3 million range max at this really? point. Really? Yeah.
1: I thought the restructuring of, uh, of Rodney Hudson turning that into a signing bonus was like, oh, damn it, they're going to give Larry Fitzgerald $10 million because now they have it again.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just, I just, don't, I don't see that whatsoever. I just, especially when you got to pay some of these rookies coming up. Um, I, I think it's already at two to three. I maybe go four, just because we're ahead of the draft.
0: We have that draft conversation left to talk about. Sixteenth overall, Cam alluded to it a little bit. We'll look at sixteen a little harder. Just a few minutes plus, the best player in the NFL, especially in the NFC West, is facing some serious allegations. How does it impact the Arizona Cardinals? Alex has a good question regarding that. We'll get to it next. It's the Lockdown Cardinals podcast with Cam Cox from 12 News. We're just about two weeks away from the first round of the NFL draft, but BetOnline.ag is already looking forward to some great prop bets and odds for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Trevor Lawrence, he's your favorite. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, they're next in line. Kyle Pitts, 15-2. Check out all the odds Plus, all the other action like NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball at Bet Online. They even cut reward shows, TV shows, and reality TV, real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in $100 to start, you'll get 50 free bucks play around with and build your stack. 50 gets you 25. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus after your first deposit. This is going to be incredible. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next star's of their team, Alex and I, we already did it for the Cardinals. I can't wait for you to hear who we selected for the Red Sea. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all sports, podcasts, music, and the news that matters to you. That's A U D A C Y. Bob Brock, Alex Clancy, Cam Cox. Make sure you're following along at Locked On AZ Cards at Cam Cox 12. At Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Racky's, is way to find me. So we're what just uh, just under two weeks away for the NFL yeah. draft coming, 16th yeah. overall. Two,
2: two weeks away and like 800 mock drafts later, right? Uh, yeah. no.
0: Have you done one, Cam?
2: Woo! Not yet. No, mine my, my comes out next week. I like to wait to right before the draft because I hate doing one point one, you know, two, three, four, five mock drafts. So I like to wait do it right before the draft. Uh, that's you know just so you can see how the roster unfolds
0: and also considering that uh, mock draft Twitter is one of the darkest places on the internet <laughs>
2: It's like YouTube you get lost in that world right yeah I've never
0: I've never had people insult me so much by just taking an offensive lineman in the second round they just insulted my <laughs> you family want to
1: protect and... your quarterback right That's all you want to do I get it.
0: You idiot! That's not going to happen. There's
1: no <laughs> way he's going to be a good pro. Yeah, We're talking about is all
0: over the place.
2: The the, the the percentage of how many mock drafts actually hit is yeah. so small. That's why I don't understand why people get all worked up about glorified weatherman, I, I, baby. I, I love the conversation. I love the conversation.
0: It's great. Yeah. yeah, just you don't have to disrespect somebody's livelihood because they they thought one <laughs> f- guy fit better. From you know, it's it's interesting. But let's look at 16 and maybe even 49 because I think that there's an impact player. Uh, at that position in the draft for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, But 16, with the signing of James Conner, does it change anything for who the Cardinals should be targeting in that spot in the draft?
2: No, but all these quarterbacks that keep getting talked about, keep changing everything for the Cardinals, it's crazy. Um, I would say two months ago, this is just me personally, I didn't think... There would possibly be four or five quarterbacks that go so early in the first round. Now it looks like all the quarterbacks are gonna go in the first round. I mean, it's just, it's nuts when teams need that type of position, um, they'll just start reaching in my eyes and start getting guys left and right. Uh, I think it's gonna change a lot for the Cardinals. I, I recently though, something really, you know, kind of got my attention and people are now starting to talk about the Cardinals trading up to get uh, um, Pitts, the tight end for Florida. I just think that would be fantastic for them to do. He would be a game changer to me. Uh, to me, he's one of those guys that's just a generational tight end. Tony Gonzalez type, Jeremy Shockey type. You go down the list. He's that type of guy. That's kind of what this offense is needing. Sure, it's a little weird, and I, I think it puts a lot of pressure on uh, Steve Kime. He's shown he can handle it. Like If you're a GM and trading up a first-round pick, probably giving up next year's first-round pick for a tight end, like. You're not putting your job on the line, but I feel like you kind of are putting your job on the line in a way uh, when you're going up to get a tight end. So uh, if if they can move up to get him, if not one of those three quarterbacks will be there, uh, I think it's 16 to to draft Um, Jalen Waddle. He's kind of a dream guy would wish that maybe would fall to them at 16. I think if uh, those one of those cornerbacks are there or him there at 16. Uh, that could be an interesting dilemma for the Cardinals. So if they don't trade up to get a tight end, which I would hope they do, because if you're Steve Kahn and you're going to hit a home run pick and just go get a big name guy, that's your guy to go get. But if not, I think a wide receiver or cornerback will be right there at 16 to get.
1: I mean, Steve Kahn probably got a Bill Self Forever contract, and we just don't know about it <laughs> There's no other reason why he's still the GM of the Cardinals. Him trading up to, to four or seven or whatever it is, it'd be sexy as hell, trust me. That'd be one of the most fun conversations, one of the most fun storylines. That would steal the draft. That might steal the draft over the quarterbacks being taken at 1-2-3 because we know they are going to be quarterbacks taken at one, two, three. I think it'd be completely asinine as an analyst, but I love it as a fan. Now, I'm going to ask you this because this is something that's popping in my head. Bo and I have talked very little about two things. We've talked very little about the Cardinals trading up up until that Peter Schrager mock draft, because it's kind of counterintuitive, especially when they have little to no draft stock this year. It wouldn't wouldn't benefit them necessarily to give away draft stock for next year. The uh, the second thing is, how do you feel about the Cardinals going cornerback, cornerback, first, second round? Like, say Caleb Farley's there, and then Asante Samuel Jr.'s there, a, a sexy name that's going around between late first round into early to mid second round, so you can kind of solidify a position that is by far the weakest Position group on the roster as of, as it currently sits,
2: uh, Paulson and Debo, the guy from Stanford. I think it's another name out there that I keep hearing about somewhere in that second round too as well. I don't know if cornerback cornerback is the way to go, especially when you can get some value at that position um, in certain areas. I think if you draft one, you got a few other guys on your roster that are you're hoping to build around. Um, I, I don't know if taking two guys right now is the way to go, especially Byron Murphy being as young as he, young as he is. Robert Alford, you're still waiting to see if he could play football. So um, I guess what I don't think going cornerback, cornerback is the way to go in this draft. But I think if they don't get a cornerback in the first round, um, so if they do trade up and, and figure out a way uh, to get Kyle Pitts early on in the draft or if there is a receiver there that they just can't uh, – they have to take right there at 16 because it, just based on talent and the board um, – then I think they can get a cornerback in the second round for good value uh, that could come in and make some type of impact.
0: Cam Cox, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, the Locked On Cardinals podcast here on the stream. I don't know where Alex went. Just disappeared. He, just, he, just, he didn't like that, your answer, kind of Cam. Hit him over to That was enough. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> but let me, uh, let me ask you this. One last question before we get you out of here and we end this podcast is um, Aaron Donald's facing some serious allegations of assault. If you saw the picture And I I guess he did that to this poor guy. His face looks like just like a like a grapefruit is where his uh, his left eye is. Um, It it, just look. I've I've thought this the entire offseason, too. Is the Cardinals seem like the most stable organization right now in the NFC West? Just as far as off the field, you get that sense.
2: You know what? It's, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that until you said it. Uh, I, I haven't read much up on the Aaron Donald situation. Uh, don't know much about it yet. I saw the same tweets and photos that you did. Uh, I, I'll say this. I, I would not want to mess with that dude <laughs> 100 no. percent whatsoever. Um, but as far as these organizations are concerned, like the 49ers seem to have all types of drama. Do you, do you think you think sometimes Sun's Twitter can be bad? <laughs> I'm telling you this. 49ers Twitter is just an awful place to be at times. Uh, They have a lot of drama. Of course, you had the Russell Wilson drama in Seattle. Is that over? Like, is that done? Are they happy? Are they back together? Like, did they just push that to the side and not go talk about it anymore? So we don't know where that's going. Uh, And and then the Rams, they're just kind of what they are. I I think the Cardinals have the least drama right now, which is interesting. But I think they make the best television when it comes to hard knocks. And if they, you know, can maybe go after that, I think that would be something – kind of cool to see. So I think they have the least drama but could make the best bus see TV uh, when it comes to training camp and actually what this team could do next season.
0: Uh, get your popcorn out for the NFC West. It is the most entertaining division and you're absolutely right. We need to start that hype train right now. Arizona Cardinals on hard knocks this summer. We ju- I'm just here for it. Absolutely here for it. Cam Cox, check him out on Twitter at CamCox12, of course on 12 News. And uh, thanks for joining us, man. Can't wait to catch up with you next week as we're one week out from the NFL Draft.
2: Yeah, cannot wait. And hope, hopefully, find Alex. Hopefully, he's uh, he's okay.
0: I don't know what the heck happened to him. I think we finally just pulled the plug on Alex Clancy here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Uh, make sure you're following along at Clancy's Corner at Bob Rack and at Locked On AZ Cards. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. He uh, he got knocked off.